That was Holiday Road by Lindsay Buckingham, and it came from the National Lampoon Vacation movie. It sets the tone for what's to come. Our long-form interview tonight features our three friends, Caroline Jasinski, Fiona Harper and Helen Hayes, who set off from their hometowns across Australia, met up in Adelaide and were Melbourne-bound in an RV, touring regional towns and caravan parks to see whether an RV or driving a car and staying in an on-site cabin was the best thing to do. Somewhere along the way, their serious journalistic exercise got sidetracked by the bakeries and wineries along the road. So maybe we'll just call it the ultimate girls' road trip. Graham Kemlo tried to keep them on the straight and narrow. Well, folks out there in Radio Land, I want to introduce you to three of our reporters who were out and about on a road trip in an RV. Uh, look out. Uh, lock up your husbands. Lock up your uh, dogs. <laughs> I mean, they're coming through your town um, any minute now. Now, with all seriousness, Carolyn Jasinski, Fiona Harper and Helen Hayes have just completed, actually, a, a road trip in a, in a very large RV. And they were determined to show a little bit of what regional Australia has to offer in terms of an alternate holiday. Yes, you can you can look up height and you can go and stay in a flash pub in any major capital city, but uh, the ladies were about uh, taking it to the country. So, Carolyn, I think this all started with you, didn't it, this idea? It did. Um, I got asked to by G'day Parks to go on a, a road trip and to give some love to the smaller independently owned caravan parks along the way. Okay. As you know, G'day, uh, it's a huge group and sometimes the smaller people, you know, the smaller operators get a bit left out. So I thought this was a brilliant way to base a, a road trip. Um, so I, we took to the roads and it's one of those very rare occasions where travel riders get to travel together on something that's kind of unplanned but turned into the ultimate girls' road trip. So it, it was a bit random but you managed to all line up, did you? It was only random till we got together, and then we decided that one big bakery crawl was going to be well, the go-to. I, I actually saw the result of that. I'd say that's about three inches around each waist by the look of it. It was uh, three kilos. Oh, three kilos. <laughs> <laughs> that's even worse. What, how many versions of the scroll did you actually eat, you girls? Six. Six. You're kidding. <laughs> no. And the numbers, that number came back pretty quickly. You must have... You must have hatched that plan. You're having two each, were you? Was it well, morning and afternoon tea or what? No, that was all in one go. <laughs> You're kidding me. No. Even I couldn't do that. Anyway, <laughs> but we're getting ahead of ourselves because if I look at your schedule, I understand you You left Adelaide. Well, you flew from your various locations. Now, Fiona, you are in Queensland, right? That's right, yes. I um, Are you I FNQ or where, uh, where exactly are you? You're in Queensland, but how far up? Uh, I'm on the Sunshine Coast at the moment. Okay. And Helen, you are? I'm on the northern beaches of Sydney. Okay. And Carolyn, I know you are in beautiful downtown Adelaide. That's right. That was and, our starting point. And you're talking to me in our uh, home territory of Melbourne. So it really is a, a transcontinental exercise, this. And, <laughs> um, I mean, Burke and Wills will be rolling over in their grave at what we're managing to do here. Um, but it's that's all good. great minds. No, we love this. I think, I think it's great. So you all flew, you three of you, 
or two of you flew to Adelaide and hopped on this vehicle. What sort of a vehicle was it? It's a let's go motorhome. The idea was that we would travel together and then, then we hatched a plan and said, let's drive in a motorhome yeah. and we'll increase the odds for getting some great yarns along the way. So we drove in the motorhome and one of us stayed in the motorhome each night and two of us stayed in a cabin. So we gave these caravan parks that are really good going over if you like we, right. we checked out every angle so we started in adelaide and we ended up doing 1200 kilometers all the way to oh. melbourne okay how did you work out who slept where paper rock scissors or toss a coin or <laughs> well um, i i had to do the last two nights so the girls did the other two nights and took it in turns right were there not enough beds for you all to sleep in the van no <laughs> there were two beds in the van though weren't there so there was the van has two double beds and so obviously for three women that wasn't going to work so we decided that we'd each have a go sleeping in the van for a couple of nights and then sleep in the and the others would sleep in the cabin so we kind of rotated so we all got to experience the van we all got all got to experience the cabins I was sort of expecting the great group photo um you know by Bob and Carol and Ted and Ellis <laughs> You're sitting there with your cat's pyjamas on and uh, looking a million bucks. We're saving that for the book. <laughs> I was going to ask yeah, about Graham, a book. This could be a Graham, book, yes. The other bed was quite high up. It's up above um, where the driving cabin is. And there's no way I'd, I'd A, be able to climb up into it. <laughs> or And for sure, I would bash my head about 100 times, as the girls will testify. This so is that, over that, the that driver's was, compartment, uh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. The I'm too old to do that. They're the ones, that's the bed for the kids, isn't it? Is that for the yeah. six and ten-year-olds? Well, exactly. it's actually big enough for, for adults. It's right. The, it's the Luton bed above the driving cabin. Yeah. But, yeah, it does it does take a little bit of climbing to get in there. Okay. But it's, it's doable, except girls like us. Um, but didn't requires... you do it with Di Matson? Yes, I did. And I you did. make her get up there? Only once for a photo. <laughs> Only once. She made me do the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> I think she might have paid you back this trip. <laughs> Obviously, getting the parks involved meant you needed to stay in a cabin at That's the park, right. right? Yeah, they wanted to give the cabin some publicity just to check out what they were like and you know it actually turned into a really good test of motorhome versus cars and cabins if you like and and the jury's out on that one because everyone has their own opinion of which which way is better to go i think it comes down to cost and the fun factor there's yep. a lot of reasons I, you know i love motorhomes i do um, you own one but, but i also love the cabins yeah. So every day, every, every night, though, when we unpacked the, the motorhome and took our suitcases into a cabin, I thought how good the motorhome was because oh, you didn't okay. have to unpack. But then once you got into the cabin and you had space and you had, you know, room to move and then it, it, it was just a different feeling. So th there's pros and cons to it. Boats and vans and RVs have nowhere to put a suitcase. You've no. got to sort of unpack into a drawer or something, don't you? Yes. Yeah, yeah, you definitely need to travel lightly, particularly in a in a motorhome. Um, I was going to suggest earlier that the advantage of having the bed up above the cabin was that um, it is great storage. So a lot of the smaller things that were rolling around could actually be stored up in the um, all your, up above the bed. All, all your empty cans. <laughs> oh, empty wine bottles, bottles in this. In exactly. This case. The first day you drive to Robe, fantastic right. little town. I've been there, love that. What did you do in Robe? You, you found an old pub, didn't you? 
Well, we didn't even get out of Adelaide before we hit the first bakery. <laughs> oh, you're kidding. <laughs> We're driving up through the Adelaide Hills and I said to the girls, have you seen Harndorf? And it was a, a no. So we detoured to Harndorf and, of course, that was the first bakery. There's Otto's at the end of the main street. and um, Not to mention the small goods. Oh, God, there was everything there. But we were on a time schedule, so we only had time for a bakery. <laughs> okay. The first of about 15, the, uh, I think. The vanilla slice was particularly good. Well, you could vanilla slice your way around the country, I think. Every yeah, small did. town <laughs> seems to have a claim to a vanilla slice champion. <laughs> well, True. that was the start. And, and then we drove down along the Coorong. So most people, when they go to Melbourne, they'll go straight across the middle of Victoria. Yeah, they'll go through Caniva on the Western Highway, etc., through Ballarat. But you yes. did the coast road. We did the coast road, so we, we followed the coast down along the Coorong, and as you said, we got to Robe, and, yeah. and that was our first ca- uh, caravan park. That was the Robe Lakeside Tourist Park. Beautiful little park on Lake Fell Mongaree. That's a funny name. Yeah, funny, funny name. Great spot. Helen, Helen got some magic sunrise pictures there. Graham, on the way to Robe, I've yeah. got to tell you about Wongalina Wines, which was this amazing place we stopped at on the way. Was that in the limestone um, coast somewhere there, is it? Um, it's near Kingston, I think, but the quality it's, of the it, wines was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it was in the Mount Benson wine region, which is not as well known as the Coonawarra. No, but I don't know that one. Because we bought, we bought several bottles. We had how many bottles? Six bottles. <laughs> how Six many bottles, bottles to the kilometre? <laughs> no, we only well, the drank it Yeah, the Sauvignon Blanc was really good, and okay. um, I think uh, Fiona liked the um, Prosecco, and Carolyn went for the rosé. Oh. <laughs> but it was a really beautiful place, and they're doing some great stuff. And they've introduced something called a chip and sip, which is a flight of chips, as in potato chips, matched to wines. So they're the first ones in Australia to do it, and I think they're onto something. Well, it's going to soak up the alcohol, if nothing else. <laughs> well, that's right. Yeah, a bit okay. of tang, a bit of, bit of salt. A bit well, of that's good. All right. And we so... also stopped at the, the Big Lobster. We have to mention the Big Lobster. Oh, they're oh, big everythings, aren't they? Where's the Big Lobster? <laughs> Which town's it's, that? It's uh, at Kingston. Kingston. Kingston, okay. it's 17 metres high. Unbelievable. People overseas can't believe the stuff we shove on the side of a highway to entice people to stop. <laughs> <laughs> a big sheep, yes. big pineapple. Like, I don't know what there isn't that's big. Big dim sim I haven't seen yet, but any day now. They really are ugly, but there is something very Aussie about big things that you just cannot drive past. Yeah. I think or, particularly when you're in a motorhome and you, you can park it right underneath the claws of the lobster. So it makes yeah. it a great photo opportunity. Uh, it actually does. <laughs> no, I agree with that. The other thing I was going to say to you, though, if you're going to stay in a cabin in a caravan park you don't get to park the rv next to the cabin because they're too big aren't they yes yeah. so where do you park the rv down the back somewhere no we had a powered site in each caravan park so yeah. they they did it really well they had it very or as close as possible to the cabin for right. us but so we were we were fully testing the motorhome stay and the cabin stay right and having the power obviously allows you to recharge the batteries in the motorhome, or is the solar doing that? Solar power works during the day if there is sunshine, and that trickle feeds into your house batteries. Yeah. But when you plug into the powered site, it's 240 volts, so you can then run things like your microwave and air conditioning 
Um, if you don't have 240 volt, usually those things don't work. So we are leaving the little town of Robe. Robe's got a fantastic history about all the Chinese miners who wouldn't go to Victoria because they were being charged a tax to come in, but That's went right. to Robe and got escorted over the border by the cops. Yes, they, they had to walk. From, That's right, they Rome. walk for miles. Yeah, and they, they actually, there's a really great story where they've built so many buildings throughout the Coonawarra, even, and all the way across to Victoria, where they walked their way across the border so that they didn't have to pay the tax on landing in Victoria. That's right, yeah. yeah. Now, Rope to Mount Gambia, um, that doesn't sound like a very big trip. It's not, but gee, we fit in. Helen, Helen can tell you about... How many bakeries between the two? <laughs> well, we started out with one, didn't we, Helen? <laughs> we did. We saw all these people coming out the... queuing it outside a doorway, and the place was called Rise of Robe, a tiny bakery that just makes sourdough and Portuguese tarts. So we were in there like Flint. Um, so we thought, let's join the queue. The poor guy was carrying in his coffee. He hadn't even got in the door yet. People were like demanding And three Portuguese tarts were after him. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And gee, they were good. Best Portuguese tart I've ever had. Yeah, but, well, uh, I can't say I've had one, but what are they like? What's a Portuguese fantastic. tart, Helen? Oh, delicious little morsel that's got a custardy kind of interior. But oh, okay. the rise of robes, I don't know, the, the base of it was so crispy and just beautiful. Okay. So, and we got it's some like sourdough bread too that we used later in the day when we pulled up at a really scenic spot that we'll talk about a bit after. Okay, all right. Well, that, that, that actually sounds good. Where we had dinner and that's... Uh, was that a, the hotel? Yeah, it's a fabulous place. It's full of energy when you go in and everybody's just in a great mood and it's... Just this beautiful old building that's just pumping. And the food was amazing. Is it the Caledonian? Is that the name? Yes, Caledonian yes. Inn. Yeah. The thing with the Caledonian, Graham, was that it was kind of like the TARDIS. You went in there and there was all these different <laughs> rooms branching off. So it wasn't just the old historic pub part. There was all these modern rooms off the back. Oh, so okay. Girls. Very good too. We've, we've got two days and we need about four more weeks of the show to get it all to air. Um, day three, let's go. At Mount Gambia to Warrnambool. You can't skip Beachport. We just have to mention that on the uh, way to Mount Gambia. Okay, what's that? That's the best scenic drive in South Australia, I think. It's what's just, it? Uh, is it your it, Great Ocean Road or something, is it? It's it a tiny little the Great drive. Ocean Road. Okay. But it takes you along the coast. And there's beautiful scenery and, and it takes you to the Pool of Salome. And that's seven times saltier than the sea. And oh. only one and of us was brave enough to swim, and that was Fiona. And it's Antarctic temperatures. <laughs> so is it like the Dead Sea, Fiona? Are you right up out oh, of the water? About 100 degrees colder than the Dead Sea. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I right. would like to say that I floated blissfully in the, in the saltiness and, and was fairly chilled, but um, I was getting hypothermia within moments. So oh, it was really? A, wasn't quite the relaxation. That you, um, that you dreamt. that I was thinking okay. of. No. So you've made a mental yeah. note about a wetsuit for the next trip, have you? <laughs> Absolutely. Mm. All right. There was definitely some, some girly screaming. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But that was fabulous. And that night was at the Pine Country Caravan Park, which we all agreed was just the most magnificent looking park. Beautiful, lush well kept, was it? grounds. Yeah. It was, our cabin was a bit ordinary. We had the best view of the toilets and the dump point, which oh. was quite funny because we introduced Helen to emptying the toilet cassette in the oh, motorhome. No. 
That's another yeah. whole story. Uh, Got to make sure but, which yeah. way the wind's blowing. You escaped okay though, Helen. No yeah, rubber gloves silly. required. It was, well, I should have taken rubber gloves, but um, I saw she, other people taking it, waking their little trolley bag, with, <laughs> the, the trolley cassette, with gloves, and I think gloves are a good idea. All these are checkpoints for next time. I, I just can't wait for you know three girls eat their way around Australia, but that's where it's headed, I'm sure. You're listening to three of our reporters, Caroline Jasinski, Fiona Harper and Helen Hayes, explaining the ultimate girls' road trip. We left Mount Gambia and you left the Blue Lake and you are headed towards Victoria. Yes, yeah. So this is where we found the Scroll Queen. He started making scrolls in his kitchen for local markets and it just became so big and so delicious that he now has a bakery and he's he's looking to expand even down to Adelaide. He looked very keen and he certainly had a good range of product, sweet and savoury. And true to form though, you headed to Port Ferry and to the oldest hotel you could find. Yes, another Caledonian. Same company or just no, accidentally the same name? A, there seems to be a Caledonian in every regional town or a rising sun. <laughs> so oh, the, okay. it doesn't matter which one you... Um, you go to but there was a, a the cali there and that's victoria's oldest licensed hotel so it dates back was, to 1844 it's it's a great little spot beautiful food good atmosphere so much food we took the leftovers and had them for dinner they have a um a sri lankan chef so they did a very good sri lankan curry yeah it was a really fabulous meal loved it okay. we did make it to the deep blue hot springs in warrnambool got to be warmer than uh, the earlier dip she she made it was it was hot but if, you, if you're thinking tranquil outside hot springs where you can soak in the serenity then you've got to go there on a weekday not on a sunday like we did every was, man and his dog yeah yeah and yeah. and children we had our fingers crossed that. okay yeah it was, it was actually quite strange it was far from tranquil the pools themselves were quite lovely and i think you're there on your own well, just in a small group, it would have been fabulous. It is the end of the Great Ocean Road. A lot of people who take the Great Ocean Road don't actually go all the way to Adelaide. They go to Warrnambool and then turn around and drive back. That makes mm. sense then when you get to the caravan park that night. It was the Discovery. It was the only one where we actually stayed in a big branded caravan park. And yeah. it, it, was, it had great amenities and it was cramped in. But because Warrnambool's so busy, you can understand, like, Space is at a premium, but gee, we were there wasn't much room to move in there. But we were also able to park the um, the van right next to the cabin on that night. That was probably the the most convenient okay. situation that we had with the motorhome and the. Because uh, otherwise, you have to ring side. each other, do you? Wish each other good night. Is that what happened? It was a bit That's like right. that. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. You had to text each other when you got home safe. Okay. Right, so we've left the lovely uh, Warrnambool, headed uh, east towards um, Apollo Bay. And, of course, this does take you along the Great Ocean Road. Because there's signs everywhere saying... Deliberately. You must must drive on the left-hand side in Australia. So, yeah, but... No, it's no, a problem. No, mm. no problems. It was raining, and so I you didn't, didn't go down. To see, uh, didn't go down to see okay. shipwreck. What about the twelve really apostles, our most famous uh, but disappearing uh, feature? There were so yeah. many beautiful stops, Graham. The grotto was my favourite. Yeah. Go down these stairs, and there's a beautiful little pool of water under an archway, and then you've got the the wild ocean beyond. So that was my favourite. Then, of course, yep. there was London Bridge, the gorge itself. 
where we saw a gorgeous little echidna, which we oh. kept oh. us captivated for some time. Yeah. We watched him having his breakfast and he was mm. snuffling around. A he few ants beautiful. or something, was it? Ants yeah, again? Yeah, he was, <laughs> he was having a buffet in there. It was so good. And okay. lots of people were like, oh, quick, look, there's an echidna. So everyone was really enjoying that. Yeah. The 12 apostles were just magnificent and the rain actually made it more beautiful. I yeah, feel. it is very, mis- very sort of mysterious looking when the uh, fog and rain comes in down there. Yeah, just that whole coastline is is absolutely stunning. You could spend days just, you know, looking at the water, and if and if you can get down to the beach, which you can in a couple of places, um, yeah, it's quite beautiful. Definitely worth it. Okay, so how do we go on the bakery uh, run here? I think I'm I'm fear I fear you're starved. No mention <laughs> of the bakery. <laughs> well, I think look, we left the coast brief, briefly and went into the Otways, and suitably wet and raining in the rainforest, but it was quite quite beautiful walking through these massive tree ferns and and trees that were hundreds of years old yeah that is a pretty uh, pretty good part of the world down there but it really didn't wreck it the best way to see a rainforest is in the rain yeah you're mm-hmm. probably right yep. our rain jackets were fairly sodden by the end of that day okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. so but but i can i can hear the sort of lightness in your voice because you know you're coming to lawn a bit of retail therapy well, we had first of all we went to the Apollo Bay Bakery because we'd heard about this, and we can happily report that it had amazing sausage rolls. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's right. Right, yeah. And well, they kept us fortified for the trip to Lawn. Right, we actually stayed in Apollo Bay. We had the night there at the Apollo Bay Holiday Park. How was that? And, um, it was tiny, but it had seventy cabins crammed in there, and right. he he'd made really good use of limited space so he had great facilities so this is a little private owner it's not uh, sort of a big chain yeah little one yeah bruce we like we called we dubbed bruce sir chats a lot he's such a lovely guy (laughs) and loves to have a chat oh you mean you found somebody who is better than you that's like the pot calling the kettle it is i know (laughs) (laughs) fascinated us that everywhere we went and there was a pool it was cold and wet, and kids were still swimming, and adults were swimming. As kids do. It's ho- you you were there in the Victorian school holidays. Oh, yes. Of yeah. course. So yeah. kids are going to do that no matter where or what or how. Yeah. But it was it was really good. They, they had camp kitchen and the pizza oven, and they had a whole games room. So, you know, they looked after everybody, I think. We went through lawn, like you said, so we followed the coast still. Yeah. And we went through Kennet River and Wye River and Aries Inlet, and yep. they're all gorgeous. That drive is beautiful, and we did get a shopping fix in Lawn. Well, it's, that's why Lawn's there, and it's yeah. a good, there's a bakery or two in Lawn too, actually, if I think about it. There are. There's some good coffee stops, but we had to get the whole girly thing in, so we did a bit of shopping. Okay. Well, that sounds <laughs> great. So... In summation, since we're now on week four of, of this <laughs> ongoing saga, um, in summation, what would you say? Would, given the opportunity, would you choose a motorhome over a car and a cabin? Because, I mean, technically, you could stay in the motorhome in a caravan park. I don't know what the cost would be, but you possibly know that information. motorhome we had was about 440 a night. Okay. So when, if you've got a whole family in there, you're doing you're doing pretty good. Okay. But that's the cost of hiring it. So there's your your travel fees and your accommodation. You still have to pay for a powered site, which during the holidays 
can be anything up to about $54 a night. Right. Well, you're Versus getting in territory there because, you know, I saw the other day the cost of a room at Sofitel on Collins in Melbourne was $440. But you're not getting to travel anywhere. So, yes, the price is up there, but if you're taking into account that that's your, that's your vehicle... It's your well. hotel on wheels. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it's all... I think it's, it is pricey, but some of the cabins weren't that cheap either. What sort of dollars for a cabin? We asked everyone. I think a good example was for two people it was $220 right. for the night. So if you add the price of hiring a car, if we're looking at hiring a vehicle, you know, you're adding up the cost there. If you want to add children to that, it adds about $20. I think the motorhome is the fun factor. Yeah, Although, I agree. To be honest, us girls would have had fun. didn't matter what we drove. Can you, if you were to take off again and, and, you know, say you went out in a different direction, can you boondock these days or is that just A, illegal or B, dangerous or both? Oh, no, you can. And yeah, it depends definitely. on depends if the van is set up for it. A lot of vans, you know, you don't have capacity to uh, to free camp with your power or your, your water. So in this case, our van could. You could, you know, free camp for a night or two, but there comes a point where you... You need to get everything charged. and You can only go off-grid for so long. Yeah, that's right. So you are a bit limited. We have some idea of the cost now. We understand the convenience factor, but it's probably the fun factor that is going to make the RV a, a winning proposition, yeah? Oh, absolutely. Graham Kemlow there attempting to navigate the ultimate girls' road trip with Carolyn Jasinski, Fiona Harper and Helen Hayes. Travel Rider Show on J Air 88 FM in Melbourne.